welcome back to Draco's Den. And today I decided to go back a little bit because I it has been a really long time since I've done any uh, show particularly focused on my writing. I don't think I've done anything really since the poetry book came out or maybe a little bit after that. So uh, as I'm recording today, I finished posting a book that is on Kindle Vela only right now, um, which I did for a couple of different reasons. A, when Kindle Vela came out, I just wanted to see what it was about, and I didn't want to put one of my already established series books, you know, I didn't want to put a new book from one of those two series onto Kindle Vela, and I don't really know how it was going to work, how well it was going to sell, and, you know, not everybody really does the Kindle Vela thing. Speaking of which, I know some people are probably like, what the hell is Kindle Vela? Um, basically, if you've seen like those subscription type apps that, for like comic books or whatever, like Webtoons, it's basically Amazon's take on that for books. So we release um, chapters of a book in episodes, the same as the multitude of apps that you might see advertised on social media do for comics and other stories. Basically, Amazon decided to get in on this and they started up a subscription service called Kindle Vela where, you know, you have coins and that's how you purchase your way into the episodes. I'm not fully understanding how the pay for me as the author works, probably because it took me so long to finish posting a book that was technically already done. But um, I had to do some editing. I wanted to make a few little tweaks, had to reorder some chapters, combine some shit, add some description in a couple of places. So today was the day that I officially uploaded the very last chapters, including the epilogue, for a story, which if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you would have seen. And it was, the book is called Journey, Shadows of the Past. Now, I'm going to go into some of my history with this book as well as a little bit on the story without spoiling too much. Just because I feel like I need to get back to what originally brought me to the dance, and that is my writing, right? So, let's talk about the history of this book. Now... I don't know how many fans, you know, I have now that followed me way back on a site called Writer's Cafe. But at one point I did post this story on Writer's Cafe, but it was in a slightly different form. For the record, I also posted my very first book on Writer's Cafe originally and then pulled it down when I decided to publish it. Similar with this story, but different motivations. So, first off, when I originally wrote this story, there was no fantasy element to it. It was just kind of going to be urban fiction because it was based on some real events from someone I know. Um, problem with that is, I fucking hate living in reality. So, I really don't do well writing 
non-fantasy type stories. I, I need my paranormal and my fantasy in it in order for my brain to click with it creatively. Don't get me wrong. I did a large portion of this book without the fantastical elements, but I, I couldn't pick a destination to get to in the end. Like, how, how was the story supposed to wrap up? What was supposed to be the ending? And because it was supposed to be a series, the next question was, how the fuck do I get to the next book in the series when I reached probably three-fourths of the way through the book and I still didn't have any idea where the fuck I was going with this. Now, also, for as a note, I will link the Kindle Vela story, the book that I'm speaking about, in the description on the anchor form of the podcast. Um, because go buy it. If you if you're willing to do the Kindle Vela subscription, go and give me some. You know, the appeal to this is that you could comment on things chapter or by chapter or episode by episode. You know, instead of you know just maybe doing a comprehensive review. But if you want to just do a comprehensive review at the end, I'm okay with that too. I need reviews. And since I just finished it, you know, it could use some sales. Um, but back to the origins of the story. So originally I posted it. It was kind of supposed to be a little bit therapeutic. And I had some goals with the characters in it. And then I had to change them. So to properly tell this, let's talk about the characters that I put in this story. Um, the main character's name is Landon, which if you know my real name, yes, it is a play on my name. But not really, because there's no way in the fuck I'd ever call myself Landon. Um, then again, I, never, I didn't choose my real name. My mom chose it, and I don't fucking know why. Um, but Landon is the lead. He's the main character. He's who the story focuses around. I had to make a couple of changes to him. Like I said, originally, everybody in this was completely normal. Then I switched it at one point and I made him a fae. And that was how I originally completed the story. However, I hated replaying that particular uh, trope again because I already have fae in the Dragon Hunter series that are totally different from how I represent him. Then I had... Um, I had uh, Faye in the Coven series. For the record, another name for the Faye, Fair People. And in the Coven series, Talus is one of the Fair People. He's a Faye. So I, and then I had done a novella for a competition a couple of years ago where I also made the... Uh, one of the main characters in that was a fae because the picture that I was given as the writing prompt, he looked like a fae to me. So that's what I made him. So I was like, okay, I need to switch this up a little bit because I'm just sick of that. So I, made, I went back and I made a decision and I chose to use a term that's known but kind of twist what it was. So instead of making him a fae, I made him a magus which is another form of the word mage or magi or whatever. But basically, I made them their own, own separate species with a little bit of a hint that perhaps that they are the source of some myths and they are also older than the human race. Yes, fuck I did. Um, and I threw some catches in this one. So, Landon is the main character. 
Now, at the start of the story, Landon is technically human. Caveat. Now, I do explain this. So, this is not really a spoiler. Basically, Landon in his original life was a full Magus warrior. And for circumstances that don't get revealed until later in the book entirely, and I'm not going to spoil that part, he was forced to reincarnate into a human life. Okay? So... At the start of the book, he's aware, he, he's become aware of who he was, because Magi do, in my series, retain memories of their previous lives. They also retain powers and abilities, provided they weren't sealed away, and in this case, most of his were sealed away, but there are some innate abilities that he had, such as being unnaturally strong and fast, and a bit of an empath. So, well... And it may not be fair to call him an empath, but it's definitely fair to say he's kind of a human lie detector. Lying to him in real smart doesn't really work out so well. He has a really good intuition in this human life. Let's put it that way. All right. So. His love interest in this book is named Kevin. Um, Kevin's completely human. No magical background whatsoever. The catch with this story is I wanted a couple that was completely different from my other ones. Also, please keep in mind that I wrote this story before the Coven series, but I like the Coven series better, which is why y'all got that first. But I wanted Landon and Kevin to be completely different from Brandon and Phil, Andreas and Kazarian, Demon and Vic, uh, Vax and Vlad. Aries and Victoria, like, they had to be different. So I gave them a real-world problem. Kevin was not in any way openly gay at the start of the story. In fact, he's kind of new to exploring this side of his sexuality. It is fair, for the record, to say that both of these characters, like a lot of my characters, are actually bisexual. But... You know, Kevin had Kevin's first relationship has been with Landon, and he doesn't know how to navigate the waters of this. So the early part of the story, without spoiling too much, is kind of going to focus on the struggles that they have with Landon always being openly uh, bi, leaning you know more towards men at that at this particular stage of his life, and Kevin. Not under, you know, not being familiar with the lifestyle any, by any stretch of the imagination and kind of not being the most sensitive. I did not want them to be by any stretch of the imagination a perfect couple. They go through regular couple shit in addition to some of the fantastical shit that comes with who Landon really is. Also, get in the book, Kevin definitely does not know what the hell he is. All he knows is they met when they were teenagers which is technically true in this life, and they were friends first, and now they're lovers and trying to navigate this relationship space. Okay, so then we I threw in a couple of other characters. There is the best friend, Renee, um, who is, and this was a edit later on, because originally I just made her completely normally, you know, human. This time I made her a witch. Now, of course, there are witches in all of my series. I'm a witch, so I like playing with witches. But I varied this one up. She is a witch in that she is a human who knows magic. 
where which is totally separate from the magi like landon who are innately born of magic so in short hers is a chosen path so she has magical ability and power and yes i believe i I do kind of get around to the point that otherworldly creatures aside from those exist in this world but a couple things that i wanted to keep out I've kept any variation on religion out of this thus far. Will that change in the future? Fuck if I know. Um, frankly, at this point, we I don't even know if there's going to be more to this, if I'm going to keep it as a series or I'm going to let it be a standalone. Just kind of depends on reception. But Renee is Landon's best friend. The best friend who knows almost everything about him, except the whole Magi thing, because he didn't originally know it. He just knew something was off. So she knows a lot of his his current life past because she's best friend. She also knows magic exists because she uses it. And she knows that he has some otherworldly abilities, but neither of them fully originally understand where all of this comes from. And when Landon does figure it out, he just doesn't say. So she kind of assumes that Landon is a witch like her. Right. Next, I gave Landon a little brother figure named Brian. Brian is half Magi. Because his dad is actually the king of the Magi. And essentially, he's Landon's friend slash boss. He's the king. And Landon was originally his right hand. Not spoiling too much. However, the thing with Brian is Brian does not know about the Magi side of thing either. It's, there's politics and rules that keep Damien, his father, from immediately revealing that information from him. Basically, there, comes a, there has to come a point of maturity for him where he actually unlocks that side of himself. And then and only then can Damien reveal everything to him. The interesting thing for this is, you know, Brian is a little brother figure, so Landon is the mentor, the older brother. He refers to him as Big Bro. They they operate kind of like Big Bro and Little Bro. And Landon was, in fact, given the additional task, aside from the reason that he reincarnated, once he was, you know, aware of himself again, he was given the task of looking after this kid, protecting him, so on and so forth, just in case. Technically, he is a prince of the Magi, right? So you don't want to let him end up in in, a sticky situation. Since I mentioned Damien, I will mention him. He is the king of the Magi. Landon is his right hand. I did take some things from the Fae aspect that I originally wrote in them, and I just kept them, such as them being otherworldly attractive. I just kind of like that particular thing for them to set them apart. Them using a glamour spell to kind of dull how attractive or beautiful they really are so that it doesn't overload the human senses. The idea that when they do show their true selves, it tends to make humans obsess over them. So they generally don't reveal themselves fully in the real world. Um... Of course, 
Brian's mother plays a small part in this. And then there's, you know, the background, more or less bad guys that I'm not going to spoil anything on those. I do have to give a trigger warning when reading this story because there was sexual abuse in Landon and Brian's past. And there is a scene that somewhat, well, kind of directly shows the assaults on Landon in a flashback. I did put a trigger warning on that chapter, so please make sure you're reading the notes as you go through Kendall Vella. But as an overall thing, that was... And I didn't get too descriptive with the scene. It was descriptive enough for you to get the fucking point. But do understand that that scene isn't to be romanticized. It was simply illustrating the nightmare that Landon lives with sometimes on a nightly basis. Now, I'm sure the question would come up, what made me not originally release this book? Well, A, there was the fact that when I wrote it the first time, as I was getting towards the end, I had to go backtrack and add the fantasy elements in order for the story to flow right for me. Then, when I gave it to my beta reader and my editor the first time around, they didn't dislike it. But I disliked it, and I still dislike it, just to be fair. And I don't know why. Something or the other just didn't gel right with me on that one. Part of what I had to add in as I went through and uploaded on Kindle Vela is I was adding in some flashbacks to give some of Landon's history to fill in some of the blanks in his past and how he's able to do what he does and why he does what he does. But when I originally had finished and they were and, and I hadn't changed things to what they are now, I didn't like what I saw. And like I, I didn't I, I just wasn't feeling it. And it wasn't an issue with my actual writing necessarily. Although this story is almost fifteen years old now, to be frank. And I didn't change I will say this. I did not change the, the style of my writing as I was editing much. I left what I felt stood the test of time. So I will go ahead and just give some background on what scenes you can come across that are completely unchanged for the most part. All of the sex scenes. And there are a lot. This is erotica. This, this one is Another one of my more pure erotica stories. There was a lot of sex in this story. Kevin and Landon have a very highly sexual relationship. And I had no problem illustrating that. Nor did I change a single fucking bit of those sex scenes. Those were perfect the way they were. I wrote them in an inspired state, shall we say. They're fine. So I didn't have to change them. I just changed the story around it sometimes. Um, but I wasn't really, I don't know. Something rubbed me with this book and I had to sit on it for a couple of years. And mind you, it took me much longer to write the original two drafts of this book than it ever took me any of the other series. I just, something about this one was harder. 
and it's not, and I can't say that it's not like the characters don't live in my head or something. Oh no, they they're there, but what their story should be had to change shape a few times. And also, I did interject a little bit of myself, but not as much on the main character as some people might think. No, what really got interjected, where I got interjected, was my teen years. Brian is me as a teenager, in a sense. He goes through a situation that is almost, it's not identical to my situation. It was exaggerated a little bit, but the actual description of what led up to certain events with him was, in fact, literally me throwing my own original trauma from my teen years onto the page. Um, so that's kind of where things got a little bit therapeutic for me. Landon is more, in a sense, a the mentor that I wish I could have had at certain points to you know watch out for me and steer me away from certain directions, especially being a queer youth. You know, Landon is is what I would have liked in some ways to be in my life at that point in time, and I didn't have. So. That's kind of where I was with it, and I was struggling. So when Kindle Vela rolled out, I'm sitting here with this book on my hard drive, and I'm like, it's been edited fully at that point. And I just never had the urge <clears throat> to put the story out. Um, I don't know. There was... Originally, when like I said, the, the original draft of the story, it was missing information. And I was like, either I'm going to have to do, you know, an entire book before this, or I'm going to have to find a way to plug information in. I chose to do the latter. Because this book wound up being just under 55,000 words. Which is a decent size, you know. So it, it's basically novel length. Um... I'm not too sure. It's actually longer now that I've recompiled it and, you know, have it all sorted with all the additional scenes that I've added in. And because I did take out quite a bit. Um, I had to change some things because some things I felt were not helping the story as much. I bring in what seems like a minor character at one point, and I had things with that minor character go a lot further than what I liked, so I did remove a large chunk of the book centered around this particular character and his interactions with Landon because it went in a direction that I just wasn't feeling for Landon's character. Now, there's a couple things that I have to forewarn or I guess just alert you to when I'm dealing with these characters. Landon is sarcastic, blunt, and kind of an asshole. He's extremely protective, but he has a petty and a vindictive streak. Especially when he feels like he's been wronged. He also has a very big flaw of jumping to conclusions. And once he's jumped to that conclusion, he stands on that fucking conclusion. And however he feels as a result of that is how he feels. And there's not really a whole lot you can do to change his mind until he's ready to. So he's also stubborn. 
Um, the interesting aspect for me in writing originally and rewriting this book was simply playing up the dynamic of we have an openly bisexual man dating a previously thought to be heterosexual male that discovers through their friendship keyword they were friends before this so they got to know each other um and that meant that kevin got to know some of the i guess relationship failures that landon had that i'm not describing in the book because everybody has a past and i don't fucking have time to go through every boyfriend or girlfriend he's ever had i only highlight one girlfriend and his current boyfriend um but it's very clear that landon has been cheated on in the past and done wrong and they kind of bond over you know originally kevin's protectiveness of his friend that grows into something a little bit more we get a little bit of experimentation and now here we are with them being fully in a relationship and having to navigate the whole hey you can't treat me like i'm some side bitch from you know landon is his beef with kevin is i'm not willing to just be the thing on the side and i'm kind of getting tired of being the experiment either you know i don't want to say the original phrase i was going to say because that expression sounds disgusting in this context um but Basically, Landon reaches a point where he's like, dude, either you're going to get more comfortable with this or start making strides to be more comfortable and claim me and act like we're a couple and not just come to my house at night and we do what we do and you go on about your, your life the next day or, you know, and they did like, you know, they lost some of the, the friendship things and trans in the transition from friends to lovers. So part of their struggle is them. Landon saying, I want some of that back. Like, just because we are fucking now doesn't mean that, you know, I don't want to still actually hang out with you in the daylight, hang out in public, hang out at the house and play video games and not, you know, do the, the super adult happy fun time shit. Of course, they still do all of that. And, you know, find ways to incorporate some stuff. But basically, that that's the initial conflict with them. It's like, dude, I get that you weren't always you know, this way or didn't know you were always this way. I, I get that this is new to you, but I'm feeling like some of the bitches that you used to mess with and you used to tell me about, and it's causing me a problem because, of course, with, you know, it's not just Landon sharing his life with Kevin. Kevin shared his life with Landon, so they're aware of a lot of each other's previous exploits and their basic personality. There's also the fear that both of them have of the other cheating on them. Landon being afraid that Kevin will cheat on him because maybe Kevin will just decide he likes females better. Kevin being afraid of that just because of Landon's personality and knowing that if Landon's not getting what he wants, he might go elsewhere to get what he wants. Or if he feels like he's being played, he's definitely going to play get back. So their relationship is drastically different from any of the main couples in the other series that y'all have seeing me right because they don't start off the same um i had the same mentality with this kind of that i had when i wrote the coven series and that i didn't want just that automatic you know we're, we're in love type shit i didn't want that 
soulmate concept at all in this series. So I do, I do not play with that particular concept, at least thus far. Doesn't work for me. Um, and then, finally, adding in the actual conflict of the story, you know, which the conflict is a combination of Landon's past and Damien's past. Because, you know, King, right hand, like his... Landon is basically his general, so... He's his general, his right-hand man, his, you know, second-in-command, if you will. Like, their history, even their history separately can come back to haunt them. So, the ultimate conflict ends up being one of the Magi from both of their pasts causing problems here. That's all I'm going to give. But the other thing with this story was playing between Landon's current human life and his original Magus life, you know, was a little hard to balance it sometimes. But I think I finally got around to that point. So, when I started putting it out on Kindle Vela, the first several chapters, I barely had to edit. Just a little, a few little tweaks here and there. Um, as I got deeper in the story, there were more things that I'm like, mm, I don't like this, I'm going to change it. This doesn't flow with the story. I don't know why the fuck I did this. This is too sexual. Um, and when I say too sexual, I mean sex for the sake of sex, and it wasn't between two regular partners. So I don't really like adding too many random encounters, and I had added one that was unnecessary and added a wrinkle into things that I really didn't need to add. I kept some aspects of it there, but I deleted some stuff. Um... I did keep certain other conflicts between Kevin and Landon because it just made sense for their relationship and had fuck all to do with Landon being a Megas. I didn't want it to focus solely on, you know, Landon's previous life. And then, you know, eventually there comes a time where it, the truth has to come out and we have to deal with the fallout from that. Reaching the ending was like a just cause a sigh of relief for me. Like, I was ready to be done with this. And I had been meaning, to be fair, because I started when Kendall Vela first came out posting this story, and then I kind of stopped somewhere around chapter 25, 26. And I just didn't get around to editing and reloading, you know, uploading, you know, the rest of it because I was focused on other books that I'm writing, which we'll touch on that in a little bit. But I also haven't put out a book in like two years. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to count this one as a new release because it hasn't, you know, I haven't marketed this one because it was just kind of an experiment. And, well, it's new to most of my regular readers. So finishing up the book earlier, uh, last night actually, and it officially being posted today allowed me to finally mark it as complete. So the other thing with Kendall Vela for us as authors is, you know, you can either have the episodes just run on indefinitely if you want to. And, and you classify it as ongoing. So the people that are purchasing the little tokens or whatever to buy your parts of the story understand that there's more to come. Or you mark it as complete when it's done. And today was the day that I finally got everything up and was able to mark it as complete because that book is done. Um, and I'm still 
it's one of those things where I'm challenging myself because I can't point out a direct reason that I dislike the story. Like I've rewritten it. The writing itself, as I read it, is fine. There's something about it that I'm like not fully clicked with, and it's probably because if I had to pinpoint it, it might be because I did have plans on this being a series. And I did, in fact, before anyone asks, if you do read it, there is a second book in the series that I started somewhere. Um, there is a direction that this series goes. It will not be like the Dragon Hunters or the Coven in the sense of happily ever afters. You know, and Dragon Hunters, you know, when, when I pair the soulmates up, the soulmates end up together and they get their happily ever after. The Coven series, I just focus on the same characters, but we understand that they are soulmates or whatever. And, well, originally there was a happily ever after, but we'll discuss book two at another time when people have caught up and read that and decided to rant at me. Um, but there's more to that series coming, so don't, don't rant too much. Um, this one is entirely meant to follow Landon. But my original idea for this is every, every book is a different sort of adventure. So don't get too comfortable with how things end. Landon's story is one of, honestly, constant tragedy, heartbreak, and trauma. These are the things that have shaped him and that seem to follow him. So every story, certain things will change. His, his, his life will change, you know. I'm not going to spoil anything particular because I might change that at some point or I might change what I originally did, but there is technically a follow-up story that was in the works. I know part of it I'm going to change because part of what I did I don't feel right about. But how I initially start the story off, I'm fine with. If I choose to continue down the road with the series, and this one may be one that I keep on Kindle Vela. If there is demand, I'll do print books. I mean, if y'all, if, if there's an overabundance of fucking um, demand, then, you know, I could put it out normal, but I can only have it either on Vela or put out regular the same as my other books. I can't do both. Um, in, a, in essence, it would be somewhat of a pain in my ass to go and pull the story down and then redo it. However, in anticipation of possibly doing that, if I don't like how Kindle Vela works or whatever, I do already have the book formatted and going through another round of edits just in case. And either way, it's like if, even if I just do a paper, you know, a paperback version of it, still have to edit and format it. So I'm prepared for the possibilities there. But again, while I originally had the plan of the series, as of right now, I'm just like, I want to see how the book does currently, and then I will decide if I'm going to continue it. If it does well, if people get into it, if they decide they like it, or they want to know more, or they want to see what's next, then yeah, I do have what's next in store for Landon in mind. And I don't know that it'll be like, I, it will not in my head be a series as long as the dragon hunters i don't feel the need to go that in depth with him 
it might just be one or two, you know, it might be two or three books and that might be it. So I might, you know, cap it at either, uh, just one sequel or a trilogy. Haven't fully decided. It just kind of depends on where the inspiration goes with it and where, where the demand is and how I feel the story should kind of wrap up. Um, but do keep that in mind that, you know, there's a lot of traumatic shit for this particular character. Some, a lot of which I do display from the jump in this book. Um, and then I have to illustrate again a little bit later. So I do want people, however, to go read it and give me some honest feedback on it. Um, so that I can decide, you know, do I need yet another series? <laughs> um, and also, now that I've kind of talked a little bit about my motivations behind I went and if necessary, I can do a more in-depth analysis of, you know, Landon and Kevin, like I did for some of the other couples in the other series, um, as the need arises. But to wrap things up, I'm going to give some updates on the series that people actually know. The next book in the Dragon Hunter series is entirely written, has been through two rounds of edits already, and simply needs me to go and pull something that I wrote thinking it was going to go in another book and plug it into this book to make some other shit flow for me in the future of the series. Book three of the Coven series is a little unexpected with how it goes because I am bringing in someone new to take over for this particular book, but the original members of the Coven, their story is nowhere near done. So you know, if you've read the Coven series, you know that it focused around Talos and Dion, the main, you know, the gay couple, um, and then Talos' sister Taryn and her husband, Finn. Well, if you've gone through book two, you know there are some kids added to the mix. Taryn was pregnant, so she had a baby. And then, well, there's another teenager involved. Um, book three. I am introducing someone into it. I'm introducing some other entities into it. But there's a connection, a direct blood tie to Talus and Terrence. Okay? So... That book is in the works. I'm doing some different things with that one, but um, we're bringing in a new character and then we're going to tie it in and then we're going to continue for book four. The, you know, let's put it this way. These people will technically become part of the coven. So that's how they will tie together, but we will be circling back around to get to telling more of the story for the main coven members, the heads of the coven, because at this point, they will be the heads. They're, they're those that are left or are at the head of the coven. And we're going to continue to tell that story. I have things in works. Um, there, there is a plan. Book two was not the end of the coven series at all. I could end it that way, but that would be me being a dick. So there is more to come on that. Um, I am hoping that the next book in the Dragon Hunters, which is still entitled Lost Vengeance, um, it's not going to be out before I go on vacation, which I go on vacation in about a week. Um, couldn't really 
meet that deadline with other things in life going the way they're going. So, when I get back from vacation, we're going to try to wrap those edits and the additions that I need to make to that story and then send that off to my editor, who y'all know because y'all hear him on the show all the time. And we will get through our next round or two of edits. And once I am satisfied that I've gotten to where I need to get with that story, then we can tackle what comes after that story. Now, that story is a follow-up for Andreas and Kazarian. As well as all your other favorites. They, they appear, but it's Andreas' story. Um, that brings me to some feedback that I've been getting because there is a particular character that people are clamoring for a story for and I don't fucking know why. Um, I don't want to spoil for those who haven't read the book, but there is a character that features prominently in the first and second book that I am now being demanded that I give some quote-unquote justice to with a book of his own. And if my fan base doesn't know this about me yet, I am a petty individual. I am a petty-ass author. I am petty in every aspect of my life. I'm a petty friend. I'm a petty parent. I'm a petty sibling, a, pe a petty child, and a petty author. I am petty in every aspect, so I'm going to be a little bit petty here. The character in question is Adonis. So, I made my brother a deal. If I get a substantial number of people that want an Adonis story, an Adonis book, I will write an Adonis book following Andreas's book. However, this requires my readers to one way or another, send me some feedback. Whether you respond to his post on social media, whether you post it on my social media, or you send it to me here as, as a voice clip, you send it to me as a DM, whatever. I want some feedback to know, is Adonis really the next story in the Dragon Hunter series that y'all want to hear? If so, I'll see what I can do. However... Please keep in mind that while I may give you what you asked for, in that I will give him his own story, that does not mean I will give him his story in the way that you want me to. It'll be satisfying. That much I can guarantee. But it won't be, won't necessarily be what you directly asked me for. Now, you can interpret that however you will. I'm not going to give any more information on that. Because I do know exactly how I can give y'all an Adonis story. But the need has to be there. So, in the interest of making my editor slash brother shut the hell up talking to me, if you want an Adonis story, I need to hear some feedback. So, voice message me on Anchor. Send me a DM. Post on social media and tag me in it. Post on my wall on social media, specifically the fan page. Respond to Jeremy's posts on social media that are, have me tagged and have the hashtag bring back Adonis. When I see it trending enough, 
or, you know, when I get enough feedback and I'm like, okay, there's a genuine need for me to do this, then we'll see what's happening. Now, keep in mind, the Dragon Hunters has a lot of characters in it. There's a lot of stories that I have not told. There are other characters, you know, such as uh, Lita, Vic's daughter. Haven't told her story. I know her exact story already. I even started it off for y'all at one point at the end of Relinquish Mercy. That's all the hint I'm going to give you about her, about where her story might go. But then if you've read the Dragon Hunter's Guidebook, you know I have a veritable fuck ton of characters whose stories have not been told. And they can be told. I could do a story on Fenrir, Phil's grandfather. Because there is apparently <laughs> some confusion on where the disconnect with how Fenrir is and how Philip is, where that comes from. I could clear that up. I could clear that up actually just doing a Q&A, honestly. But I could also kind of play up telling more of Fenrir's history and, you know, him and his wife's history and maybe give them something in the present that they need to address. I could do, you know, a story for Vacker and Deidre DeVille, the mother and father of the vampires. The original king and queen. I could maybe tell more of their story. Maybe I could just follow up on the colossal fuck up what that was, the way that they've raised their children and them getting smacked down by Jarrell. Maybe I could rekindle, you know, or show them trying to rekindle what they originally had there and trying to do what's right for once. As you see, I have a lot of stories that can be told in that series. So, for me to kind of disrupt where I saw certain storylines going to bring back a fan favorite, possible, fully possible. Just going to be a little bit of a different method than what some people are requesting. So, like I said, y'all give me some feedback and we'll see what happens there and just remember who you're asking to do this. That's all I'm, That's all the warning I'm going to give y'all. Alright, now, that pretty much ties up my writing updates. I will say that, personally speaking, I will be on my vacation starting on July 8th, and I will not return back into America until the 18th or 19th. Um, so, while I'm out of the country, I will not be recording another show. I may pre-record a show or two just to release while I'm gone and schedule them to release, but I won't be recording while I'm on a cruise going through Rome, Turkey, and Greece because I will be too busy getting my life. Um, and it's the first actual vacation I've given myself as an adult, so I intend to enjoy it as much as possible, so that means as little work as possible. Um, once I get back, schedule will resume and we can tackle some of the shows that I had planned um, for the future and, I don't know, whatever comes up at that point. I may do some writing while I'm on the trip just because writing isn't work to me. It's the promoting and the editing part that's the fucking work. But the actual act of writing is actually relaxing. So that may get done while I'm on the trip. We'll see. It just depends on how I feel. And you know, what all we have to do while we're on the cruise and when we're on land and all that. So, aside from that, I'm just going to say I um, hope everybody is um, 
doing okay these days, making safe decisions. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off here and prepare for my next trip and maybe to record a few more shows. I will catch you all next time. Don't forget to leave the feedback. Thank you.